0: Happy Tuesday. We are wrapping up our VMI review, but before we do, we have a couple things of housekeeping with NC State's defense. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's opening sponsor is Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code College for $20 off your first purchase. Happy Tuesday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We're going to begin to tie a bow on our review of the VMI game before we get to Virginia coming up on this coming Friday. But something I feel like we we should be talking about here is the defense more so creating turnovers. And I guess if you want to take that a bit further, turning defense into offense. I believe that is something our, our defense in 2022 – created a lot of, haven't seen a whole lot of it so far here in 2023. And right. I believe that will be a big time key as we move into ACC play.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, at the end of the day, the 335 is about creating chaos, right? That is what this defense is based on. Do you know a great metric to see how much chaos you've created is? How many well you taken the ball away from the other team? If you haven't forced quarterbacks into making bad decisions, if you haven't put teams behind the sticks, if you haven't stopped the run well enough to where, you know, teams are are having to deal with your exotic blitz looks and never knowing and keeping facts unsettled with who's dropping where, who's going to be where you've, you've put yourself in a pretty bad situation. Um, so turnovers and creating offense out of defense, huge, huge. It should be a huge uh, milestone for this team. Honestly.
0: Now, of course, just moving through these three games that we've had, we did have a an interception in game one, but it was the very last play of the game effectively uh, from Peyton Wilson. Game two against Notre Dame, we did force two fumbles. We only recovered one of them, and we're not able to generate any points off of that after we missed a field goal. But the only turnover that we have turned into points, you just saw this past weekend with pick six Poogie, uh taking an interception back to the house. So kind of furthering dis- discussion here, I want to throw a couple numbers here at you. At this point last year, of course, there was a lot of different pieces here in this defense, but through three games, our defensive backs, our secondary, already had seven interceptions, and they ended with 15 in total uh, just from the secondary, 16 total interceptions by the end of the year. Now, through three games this year, we have just one interception from the secondary. Of course, that was from Poogie Kennedy this past Saturday. uh, And the other interception has been Peyton Wilson that we saw in game one. So this will be a massive point of contention as we get into ACC play. Of course, we'll, we, we will be breaking down UVA uh, as the week draws on here, but their new quarterback, because Tony Musket has been benched, or I believe he may might have an No, he got, well. hurt. Yeah, you got, yeah.
1: got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt.
0: But Anthony Calandria, the freshman who has shown some positives for Virginia, he also has already thrown four interceptions. And, UVA has also lost a fumble. So they're in the negative in the turnover margin. That is something that we have to attack to supplement our offense up in Charlottesville Friday night.
1: Yeah. And we'll, we'll get in more into UVA more in depth later. But the reality is this our offense right now has not been great so far right. this season. I don't think that anybody would disagree with that. I don't think anybody would look at me and say, Ken, you're a bold faced liar. Our offense has been getting it done everywhere. We've been. No, that hasn't been the case. Do you know how you make it easier on your offense? Give them shorter fields. How do you right. give them shorter fields? One of the ways we'll talk about later is, you know, special teams, big returns, all that good stuff. The other way, creating turnovers. That's the only other way to give your offense a short short uh, field to cover. So with that being said, I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, um, this is about, you know, this is about NC State finding ways and doing what they need to do to, again, create short fields, complimentary football, make it easier on your offense, and help them find their rhythm. With confidence, with success comes confidence. With confidence comes rhythm. And right now, we don't have the success to create the confidence that then creates the rhythm. That's just where we are as a team at the moment.
0: And you saw in that Notre Dame game, we we effectively had a front row seat to what happens when you give your offense repeated short field to work with giving Notre Dame two turnovers to work with there in the fourth quarter, you you saw how easy it was for them to just simply put us away. It broke our spirit. And, you know, after a couple turnovers, there really was no undoing there. So that's the kind of mentality this defense needs to angle into, uh, you know, beginning with UVA on Friday. But the bulk of the ACC play is right behind UVA. And these games are going to be so crucial winning the turnover battle because, yes, like you just mentioned, Kenton, Our offense is very much still a work in progress, even coming into game four here. And they simply have not been good enough to carry us comfortably. And probably, I mean, hand up, I thought we would be more cohesive by now, but we haven't been. So the easiest way to help them out is a defense that creates so much havoc that you give offense repeated opportunity with a short field to then take advantage of.
1: Absolutely. Create a short field. Let them get confidence in their belt. When we watch the VMI game, we look at that game and say, "Well, how did the offense put on the show that they did?" Of course, we have better players than VMI. Yes, there's no, you know, offense or us about that. But also, we got the ball in our best playmakers' hands, right? And and beyond that, we got a lot of short fields. The confidence was flowing. Everybody was feeling good. We could do the things that we needed to do. That's not the case if we're sitting here and having to go. 70, 65, 80 yards every drive because we're not creating any turnovers.
0: Yeah, and then I'll throw actually a couple more numbers at you here. So through three games, our total defense rank is 43rd in the country. I think probably the VMI game probably helped that out uh, very heavily. Yeah, we were in the 80s
1: before uh, this game. We're in the 80s.
0: Now, uh, yards per play, we're giving up about 5.8. That feels much too high. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, that, of course is probably being lifted by the repeated amount of chunk plays that we are giving up, both to UConn and to Notre Dame. Only really had, I guess, one or two against VMI. Turnover margin, we are tied for 58th in the country, and that is at a net of zero. And then, of course, we're tied for 35th in the country with allowing the most yards in the country. So this all is kind of going hand-in-hand here. The defense as a whole unit needs to be better. They also need to be creating more havoc in addition to preventing these large chunk plays. I mean, it's all, it's all not one big coincidence. It all goes pretty much hand in hand here. So looking forward to what we're able to create uh, defensively this Friday night uh, up at UVA.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. This will be a big test. whether you get Tony Musket or Tony Calandra, which by the way, fun fact about that team, head coach's name, Tony Elliott, starting quarterback's name, Tony Musket, backup quarterback's name, Anthony Calandria, you know, I'm, all I'm saying is Tony, Tony, Tony ain't been good since the 90s. Let's not make it a thing to where they're, they're making a comeback in 2023, all right? It feels good was an amazing song, but not now. Now's not the place to make this UVA team look good again. But no, seriously, um, regardless of which quarterback plays, we need to be prepared for both uh, because they both bring different things. But, you know, it's it's a, a very interesting parallel, actually, to some of the things that NC State has going on. But we'll get to that later. Absolutely. Coming up next, we're going to revisit
0: whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. Got a lot of good feedback on this. So we're going to roll this back out here this week. Uh, But first a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor today is FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Yes, that's $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. College football season is here, and this season, On is kicking up our coverage with On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can. This includes insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, especially because our very own Kenton Gibbs is a part of that national panel. So be sure to check out Kenton, as always, every Friday uh, on every Locked On College channel. Now, getting into uh, one of our new favorite segments here, whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. We have another three topics to bring up. This will be the first one, Kenton. Whole lot of nothing or whole lot of something. Our secondary has only produced one turnover through the first three games.
1: I'm gonna say a whole lot of something, only because the fact that they have not generated a lot of turnovers is not all that concerning. Right. Um, however, it's the fact of how we've played in this time. It's the fact that our corners and DBs are are steadily pointing back at guys saying, You were supposed to have that, you were supposed to have that. That's it's too late. If we're as a defensive backfield, if you're communicating post snap. On game day, it's too late. Right. It's too late. That needs to be done in practice. That needs to be done in camp. That needs to be, hey, whenever we're in this coverage against this formation and we see this type of action, you need to be sinking under it. You need to be over the top. That's how we're supposed to play this. Not us on game day on the field trying to decide, well, wait, who had him? If no, if two pushes deep and, and if two pushes deep, you're supposed to have him. Well, two didn't push deep. He went in and me. We don't, it's too late to to be conversating then and i feel like that's why we're not getting turnover because there have been multiple errant throws where it's like if somebody from our defense is in position to make a, a play on the ball to the receiver we very well may pick that off we right. just don't and on top of that we've dropped a lot of interceptions this year i want to say there were two or three dropped in the uconn game yep. there was at least one dropped in the vmi game and I believe there was another one dropped in the Notre Dame game. We, I had, we had
0: several chances, Adam. We just jumped too early or jumped too
1: late. And there was one where uh, Boykin came off uh, right, literally right in front of a Notre Dame receiver's face. He just timed it wrong. Yeah, You know, these are moment of true plays. You've got to make those moment of true plays because think about how different games turn out when you make them as opposed to when you don't. A game that's closer than it should be all of a sudden becomes a blowout if you make those plays. A game where you're supposed to get blown out becomes a close game all of a sudden if you make those plays. And games that you're supposed to lose, you end up winning and vice versa uh, because you've made or missed that crucial play. So RDBs need to kind of relax a little bit, hit the judge machine a little bit, our receivers too, you know what I mean? But, yeah, there, there needs to be a little bit more done in terms of just coming down with the ball. Listen, when, it, when that ball goes in the air, the offense did one of the dumbest things they could do. They surrendered it voluntarily with the hopes that one of their guys would be on the other side. It's time for us to go show and prove that we can uh, snatch some of those out there ourselves.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it has been something quite yet, although it might have helped in the Notre Dame game. Of course, it didn't help our own case, giving them uh, a couple turnovers of our own. But I think moving forward here, it will be a whole lot of something. Because, yes, like we just mentioned a couple minutes ago, we're going to have to generate turnovers to – you know, in part, motivate the offense with a short field, get them in a rhythm in these tough games, because the ACC, I'm expecting to play a lot of close games this year. I don't think we're going to run away with many contests. I also don't really think we're going to get blown out in any contest. I think we're going to be right in every single game. And so these pivotal moments of these turnovers are probably going to make or break nearly every single one of these games. So it will be something that we come out on top of those turnover battles uh, in order to take that game subsequently. Next here, whole lot of nothing, whole lot of something. Jordan Houston had five carries for 13 yards against VMI. Michael Allen and Kendrick Raphael combined for 22 carries and 132 yards.
1: Whole lot of something. Respectfully, we've seen enough. We've seen enough. We've seen, like – This isn't a conversation that we should still be having at this point in time. This isn't a conversation where we should still be saying, there's not enough evidence, there's not enough data to fully see who should be the guy or who's the better guy. This is not a knock Jordan Houston at all. I think he's a fine back. I think he can be good as a change of pace back potentially. I think he's really good as a receiver out of the backfield. I think with some of the drop problems that we're having out of our receiving core – Throw him in the mix and see what happens there. I'm just saying. But with that being said, in terms of putting that ball into your right or left arm and going to get yardage, I flatly trust Michael Allen a lot more. And and with Kendrick Raphael, I'm saying to myself, OK, I know that I trust Michael Allen to do it more. But with Kendrick Raphael, what's the ceiling? How good can he be? Because if he can do the same things that uh, Jordan Houston is doing, plus some, why would I not want him in? Instead of Jordan.
0: Just like I mentioned yesterday, if I was in control of the depth chart, I think I'd sneak Raphael a couple slots higher. Um, of course, this was the case last week before VMI, but Jordan Houston still sits at running back one. Of course, now there, there is an or with Michael Allen, but yeah, I mean, this is a whole lot of something, just like you mentioned, Kenton, because it shouldn't be a conversation at this point. We have seen all that we are going to see respectfully from Jordan Houston. And yeah. we also talked about this off air. I do think that you can get more out of Jordan Houston in the pass game, rolling him out of the backfield, whether it's a wheel route. Of course, a lot of this discussion has been revolving around Michael Allen's struggle in pass block. And that is why he's not able to get the run that we're all desperately craving here. But it, it, this has to be resolved. We, we cannot have this question mark still as we move into ACC play, because we are going to need to generate effective run games here against these ACC opponents. It simply will not do to have Armstrong run 13 plus times every game. Like we mentioned yesterday as well, it's going to drive us into being one dimensional through the past game. And that one dimension has simply not been good enough uh, to carry us. So I, I think you have to move forward here with Michael Allen and Kendrick Raphael. Now, last one here, uh, more of a positive note, I know it sounds like we're probably being a little too negative here on this Tuesday. In special teams, we are ranked 20th in the country in average punt return and 9th in the country in average kick return. Whole lot of nothing or whole lot of something?
1: Whole lot of something. If the defense can't generate turnovers, that's the only other way to create short fields. That's it. That's it. The The phrase is good defenses get stops, great defenses take the ball away. Here's the deal if we can just be a good defense and get stops and our special teams can continue what we're doing right now, we'll be just fine. We will be just fine because, I mean, you know, punt returns where we're regularly in plus territory, kickoff returns where we're where we are regularly in plus territory. Trying to say that five times fast. You'll go ahead and, and be looking at a great situation. The UConn game, we had multiple returns that put us at the 50 plus into their territory right away, or one turn one first down away from getting into their territory. The VMI game, we had a house call. We had another house call that got called back, but put us in positive territory. The reality is if you're doing what you need to do in terms of this return game, it can kind of make up potentially for a deficit in turnover generation.
0: Right. And, you know, I've been fairly impressed with Jalen Coit uh, at punt return. I do think he was a little maybe too timid in game one, but I think he has improved since then. He's had a couple solid returns. He looks like he's another guy just maybe a tackle or so away from breaking off a couple of these punt returns. And then, of course, Julian Gray here maybe would have been like in the top five in the country if that uh, the first kick return he had had not been called back because that would have been another what? 80, 90 yards uh, factored into that average. But yeah, special teams, we've seen special teams be kind of an under the radar saving grace for Wolfpack football here in these last couple of years. Shout out coach Goble and everything he's been able to accomplish with this special team unit, whether it is blocking punts that we've had great success in doing the past couple of years, or even in kick return, you know, the Bam Knights, the Naheem Hines on punt return as well. There's been a lot of success here in special teams, and it's been refreshing to see that continued here so far uh, with Jalen Coit and Julian Gray. Now, before we wrap this up here in just a minute, I have a little bit of a rant. It has nothing to do with this week at UVA, but bear with me. We'll get to that in just a minute after another quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor for today is Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. If you're a Wolfpack fan making the trip up to Charlottesville this Friday, be sure to check out Game Time. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, so this means even all the way up to Friday. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set to go. Tickets are d- sent directly to your phone, so you'll never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LockedOnCollege for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account, use redeem code LockedOnCollege for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. Last little piece here on this Tuesday. I said I have a little bit of a rant. Uh, nothing too crazy, so you can uh, you can unclench your fists before I get going here. But this is kind of a message to Wolfpack Nation. Not so much this week, but heading into next week in the Louisville game uh, on Friday the 29th. I'll start this by acknowledging the big game boomer list that came out before our VMI game uh, last week. He does this every week. He ranks the top 15 loudest and quietest stadiums in the country. Of course, NC State fans were rubbed a bit wrong, as we are seeing here on 13th quietest for the week against VMI. Now, I don't necessarily think Boomer here was incorrect. I think he was more so inferring that because we were playing VMI, it was supposed to be a blowout. And by the second half, it was, it you know, the atmosphere takes a step down from the first half. I, I don't think I'm surprising any folks in saying this. And Kenton, you were there. Am, am I wrong in saying this?
1: Um, it was not super loud, especially in the second half. Uh, that's just that's just me being honest. I personally don't like attending uh, sporting events as like a fan because of how loud and rowdy fans get at times. But like, yeah. I left the game like, oh, that was pleasant. That was really pleasant. And I'm like, oh God, that means it wasn't that loud. So. I mean that's the reality, but I don't, I don't think that you know folks should be jumping over themselves to to you know be battling for our lives here. When you look at a lot of these other games, and these were significant significant games in terms of um, in terms of look at the loudest game, Tennessee Florida it has been a rivalry for forever. Colorado Colorado State, you know, Deion Sanders has got everybody and a mama and a grandma. Apparently, there's a 98 year old super fan that he's bought out. Uh, to the game, so it, that's that's the type of stuff you got going on there. You know, the backyard brawl and and what West Virginia Pitt got going on. So I'm not I'm not really too upset about you know NC State being on this list, um, but I I I would agree that it wasn't a super loud, raucous environment.
0: Yeah, and that's not a knock. I don't think on NC State fans. I don't think now had the game
1: been shot. close, it might have been different though. Had the game sure. been close, that might have been different.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think so. I think this is why this was not supposed to be a shot. NC State fans, he was just inferring that this game is likely going to be out of hand by halftime. It was. And the second half, therefore, would not be all that interesting. To be honest, it really wasn't. That's perfectly fine. Now, I want to transition this into this upcoming Louisville game this next week. Now, this is one of the only times I'll jump ahead of an opponent uh, and speak out of line before we play who we're supposed to play this week. Now, shout out to Drew Johnson here. Uh, If you haven't seen already, he has started the NC State Uniform Tracker account. Be sure to go follow them. Uh, I believe the at is at Pack Uniforms, if I'm not mistaken. But point being here, NC State Football announced that they are having a blackout for the Louisville game Friday the 29th. I think we can all remember the last time we had a blackout game against Louisville on a non-Saturday night. It was the Lamar Jackson game on that Thursday. Still to this day, probably the top NC State Carter-friendly environment that I have ever been in. It was a madhouse all night long. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, NC State took the initiative to announce this blackout, I guess, two weeks in advance here. Do it. Do it. If you are going to the game where black there are no excuses to not wear black it doesn't need to be an nc state shirt it doesn't need to be something that has a wolf on it it doesn't need to have a logo on it if it's just a plain black shirt and that's all you have wear it if you can't find one you they got have at no walmart
1: you have one into- nine
0: or ten days now Yeah, Fan participation in these sort of events matters. It matters. It matters to recruits. It matters to brand recognition on TV for this game. It matters to the players on the field. They feed off of this sort of thing. The atmosphere that we create can be a direct result into this game. Like I said, it doesn't need to be a fancy shirt. It doesn't need to be a fancy jacket. If it is black, wear it. There is no excuse. Because look at a school like Penn State. You think they have any problems getting those folks to wear white on a whiteout? I'd say probably not. No. Look at Tennessee when they checkerboard their stadium. The 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 participation there is unparalleled. And NC State, we pride ourselves on being one of the most passionate fan bases in the country. If you want to stick it to big game boomer, if you want to stick it. To these critics of NC State and our fan base around the country, this is your chance. Black out the Carter. There are no excuses. I want to see a 100% participation. End rant.
1: I'll tell you this much. I don't think that y'all realize another thing that is a new feature that we haven't seen yet in the blackout. The new LED lighting um black absorbs light in a funny way that light that white does not white reflects reflects light it refracts is it refract or is it reflect
0: one of the two i'm gonna say reflect
1: okay it it pushes light back black absorbs that light think about what it looks like with like you can see the light hitting but it's also gone as soon as it hits um everybody's you know fits and all that trust me it'll be a great time it's gonna be loud. It's gonna be rowdy. It should be loud and rowdy. It should be the type of game that I myself are thinking. Thank God I am in the media booth for this one, um, <laughs> because this is a little too out of hand. You know, these fans are they're getting after it. You know, they're like a um, like a a hobo and a ham sandwich, as they as some would say. You know, just get after, it. get after it the the entire time from start to finish.
0: And I will I will clip this and tweet it. Every single day leading up to that Louisville game, if I have to, whatever it takes. If you know folks that are going to the game that might not have heard this, make sure they know. Whether it's on Twitter, word of mouth, whatever it may be, I want to see Wolfpack Nation show out in a way that I know that we can. And NC State football, again, taking the initiative here to get the word out early, it is now up to us, the fans, everyone else to come through and create the the best environment that we know we are capable of bringing. We all know very well what happens at night games at the Carter. We know what happens. We've seen the difference that we can make. So reiterating here, wear black and go pack. That will do it for us here on Tuesday. As always, thank you all so much for joining us. Make sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box on the way out the door. And as always, mash that subscribe button as well. Uh, We will see you all tomorrow as we begin to break down UVA and what to expect before that game on Friday. Until then, go Pack.
1: Go Pack.